Hey guys, uh, Zach here from Out to Lunch. Um, just wanted to say a very quick, uh, let's say, intro to the intro uh, from my very first foray into uh, podcasting, so a new medium for myself. Uh, and kind of give a shout out to a friend of mine who helped me come to a realization of why this was a good idea. Uh, uh, Chris McCandlish is a guy that's uh, really been with me, and I say this literally since the beginning of the Out to Lunch blog, uh, with all of the gaps in between. And he uh, he kind of summed it up today when we were talking, which was is great. And he just said, uh, you know, it was like you were trying to prove to yourself that you could do it. Uh, and now you're getting to the medium that's actually a reflection of you. Uh, and he was really right. You know, I, I've written or uh, written in the past mainly to show that I could. And I, I think I've shown myself that I could. But I've also shown myself that I'm not as productive when doing so because uh, my natural medium is talking to people, uh, interacting with people, being, uh, being there, ground floor, finding out a little bit more about their story, what makes them tick, what makes their business or their idea uh, what it is. So I will uh, cut over to the very first of the podcast interviews that I did with Jessica Isaacs from Cocoa Bakery. So please excuse the introduction to the introduction, and uh, we'll get back to the podcast here now. Thanks. Oh, this you crazy mother. All right, guys. Uh, this is Zach here from Out to Lunch, the blog. Um, wanted to check in kind of changing the speed up a little bit now with a new series that we're going to be doing some interviews with small business owners, restaurants, coffee shops, bake shops. Uh, we're in the latter today in uh, Cocoa Bakery with Jessica Isaacs, who's going to be doing some, uh, doing some sharing, hopefully, some question asking of her own if she has questions for us about what the heck I'm doing here. Uh, so thanks for tuning in and uh, yeah, we'll turn it over to get Jessica to state the name for the record. My name is Jessica Isaacs, and I'm the owner and pastry chef at Coco Bakery. And she's a really good one, just for the record. Hence <laughs> uh, why I'm here. Um, so I, maybe I'll tell a little intro of uh, what I actually was intrigued to come to the bake shop uh, sure. in the first place, right? Uh, uh, what, what attracted me. Mm -hmm. uh, so when, I, when you walk into Coco Bakery, the first thing that you see is everything. Uh, truly, when you walk in the front door, it's like, full disclosure from the very beginning, from yeah. the cakes in the front all the way to the bakers in the back and the closets even to the back <laughs> of the back. Yeah. Uh, was that intentional from your part? Um, <laughs> partly. Uh, partly is it just being that it's a very small space and, you know, I think we made the most out of it. Um, I do believe that, you know, your products should be right up there when people walk in. They know that they want to be there and they know what they came there for. So um, that part was definitely, you know, purpose. Um, as far as like seeing the kitchen in the back, I did want an open kitchen always. Um, I like to be able to, you know, do still be able to do the baking and the cake decorating, all that, and still interact with the customers. You just though. you just wanted people to see how strong you were, right? <laughs> Lifting all those heavy pans. I am strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we would like a bigger space. But I think you know we did we did a good job with what we have. Yeah. Now you sort of alluded to you always wanted an open space. Mm -hmm. uh, that means that you were doing this before in another place, right? Um, no, I mean I've been a pastry chef for oh gosh to date myself I've, uh, almost twenty years. Don't now. do it. Don't date yourself. <laughs> Um, but at, at a restaurant for a very long time, I was pastry chef at Nobu for over 15 years. Um, and then I, you know, I worked a couple other places. I worked in a bakery in, in um, Italy. Um, and when I decided to do my own thing, that was my intention to just kind of have it, you know, out in the open. People can, it's, it's an experience. It's not just, it's not just an eating experience, but it's an experience in seeing it made and, you know, just a very comfortable, cozy place that's hands-on yeah and, and that was something just just so you know that was really what I really felt when I came here so uh, yeah absolutely like that resonated with me uh, maybe I'll give you a little background on uh, what I was writing about originally and and also for the readers or listeners now at this point uh, the original idea of the blog for out to lunch was that people were very out to lunch in the uh, in the expressive sense of not knowing what they were eating okay. and not knowing where it came from. Uh, and my original, let's say, hypothesis was that if people wouldn't be interested in what they were eating or care about where their food came from or how it was made or how it got to the plate, then there are probably other things that they would slack off on as well, right? So being out to lunch about your lunch, you're also out to lunch about other things. Uh, and that really hit me when I walked into this place. I was like, wow, this is not out to lunch, right? Jessica is in for dessert. <laughs> Tagline. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's cool to hear that you uh, that you really had that in mind when you built the place. Yeah. Uh, now, when you opened this, uh, Jersey City, was this your first, your own standalone shop here? Yes, this is my first my first location. Um, I, for a brief moment, thought about opening something in Manhattan until um, I actually moved to Jersey City. Um, and um, I just kind of fell in love with it. And I just, I, first of all, just the idea that you wouldn't get lost because I mean, <laughs> yeah. New York is, you know, very yeah. easy to get lost. Yeah, there's a lot of foot traffic and, you know, maybe you could survive. But I, I wanted it to be something special, you know, and I wanted it to be something that you couldn't get, um, which is what Jersey City really needed, especially at the time <laughs> that yeah, I was considering definitely, opening. definitely. Yeah, and I, I think that's maybe a point for us to hover on for a moment is this, Jersey City awakening in a sense, right? Yeah. You, you really nailed it by saying at the time they definitely needed it. Yeah. Uh, today, maybe there's more stuff going on, definitely by way of restaurants there on yeah. Newark Avenue, Grove Street, uh, even kind of spreading out a little bit like a contagion out to here. Yeah. You have the, yeah. the taqueria pretty close by. Uh, but I, I think there's something that you offer, at least I feel that you offer, that Jersey City continues to need and, and continues to support, which is small business ownership, people that are coming here of their own volition to say like, I can really make a difference here uh, and this is a safe or a, a good place for me to carry out business uh, as opposed, I think the last time we talked when we were discussing this interview was uh, was that Manhattan felt like a place where people were just overwhelmed with choices. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And here is not so much. Right. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've lived in Manhattan, I've lived here and it's to me, I, I, I mean, I guess it depends on the person you are, but I, I like that there's not a crazy amount of choices, but there are good choices, and I, and I like that, and I like that you feel like you're supporting something local, even if it's a small place in Manhattan, which there are very few of now, um, 
you feel more like you're giving your support to the community. As as a small business owner, do you feel that there is truly like a reach out from Jersey City, uh, maybe from the Chamber of Commerce or or from the people that run the town that they really are, let's say you, you're a business owner here, uh, do you feel a support from them in a certain way? Um, I wish I could say I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, full you know, I, do, I, right? I feel a support from the, the, the people that live here, the community, not necessarily the people who work for the city. Um, but definitely the people that live here and people who especially have been here a little longer, I think that they kind of get what it was and that it's important to support local businesses because, you know, we are needed here. Yeah. And when I first moved here in 2006, there was not much here, <laughs> you know, and, and what was here is a little scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and still, this is downtown. This is, you know, now, you know, rent is outrageous. Like, you just, people, 10 years ago, they wouldn't, they just, people who live here now wouldn't believe what was 10 years ago. Yeah. And forget about 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I really... But let's say as a, as a native South Carolinian and, and having not lived in New York before this time, maybe like beginning four or five months ago here in Jersey City, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what it was like, but the stories are really crazy, you know, of, of what Jersey City was, right? Because the Jersey City I know is the Jersey City with Newark Avenue fully blocked, uh, a, a path train that runs directly through the hubs right. of the city that connects directly like a yep. five minute commute to New York City. Uh, really, I, I think an amazing lifeline in a way. Yeah, and it's crazy that it took this long because it's it's more convenient than living. You know, if you if you work in Lower Manhattan or Midtown, even it's sometimes easier and faster to commute from here than it is if you live on the Upper East Side. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yet alone, you know, Queens or Brooklyn. We, we, we should note to our listeners, uh, don't share this with everybody <laughs> because we don't want we don't want everybody coming in a big, big yeah. rush. But, uh, I, 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 yeah, maybe maybe one of the opportunities I'll have is to talk to someone about the, the development of Jersey City in the last 10, 10 years. I, I think from even from pictures, you can yeah. tell that it's really something different. Um, yeah, maybe changing speed just a little bit, you know, to talk about your staff, the people that work here. Yeah. Uh, how did they find you? Did, did, did they just have uh, an interest in pastries, an interest in open spaces, cool well, kitchens? I would say the most interesting <laughs> story is Kristen. When she, I was selling stuff at um, the farmer's market in Hamilton Park, and she was a customer, and she used to come by, and she, um, she asked me if I just, you know, did this for fun or <laughs> I was like well yes I've been doing this yeah. for 16 years you know and then she asked me if she you know maybe she can work with me and I I, got, I admit this to her all the time now I'm like I was deeply offended that she didn't bother looking me up <laughs> to see what that I was established pastry chef um and I told her I said you know what you should she was just starting out in the industry and I said you should really try to get you know at least a year at every place you work to make it you know when I look at a resume that's what I want to see and I want to see that someone's committed some consistency exactly she's been with me even before we opened and she's still here and she's my right hand and my left hand how many hands do you have I only have two Jessica has (laughs) Jessica has two hands everybody we're not we're not we'll take some photos of Jessica but uh, only to confirm it would be very helpful I have more actually I have a fun question for you so if you had more hands (laughs) Right. If you had more hands, what is the thing you would bake more of? 
cakes. We are we have to turn down cakes, which is very upsetting, um, mostly because of the space. Um, we're on the weekends, which is when, of course, everyone wants their cakes because they have their parties then. Um, we we tend to uh, run out of space. I mean, if you, if you look at what we have, we don't. We only have you know three, so much three refrigerators space, yeah. exactly, and we. Um, it's unfortunate because I, I hate to disappoint people. Um, and of course, you know, I don't want to turn down money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silly. But um, but yeah, that's the number one thing. Okay, I can I can I can test I can testify that uh, you will not be disappointed in eating these <laughs> these blessed cake balls. Uh, we call them cake truffles, not cake. Balls. Oh, cake, cake okay, cake truffles. <laughs> we got into uh, trouble with balls. Uh, cake, cake, cake balls was was antsied. Uh, sorry about that. I didn't realize I was trade or tr trespassing on a yeah. trademark there. Um, yeah, maybe just for like a product plug, talk talk me through what you guys are really good at, what your thing what you really enjoy making. I think you might be led into it. You really enjoy making cakes. Um, um, I I like making cakes. I like. Um, I would say though I I do miss like doing the smaller things once in a while. But you know I get people want cakes and that's you know I'm happy to do it. I like to do I, I decorate in buttercream, which is my medium. Okay. Um, so we're well, you know some people want those fondant cakes that are you know made three dimensional and all that. Correct. Um, that's not like Donald great. Donald Trump's head. I don't know if you yeah, had a chance to see that cake. I did see that cake. Okay, we we we're not gonna we're not gonna take a photo of her face after saying that. Um, she is a beautiful lady. Yeah. And I don't want that to be the image that we take of her. I don't think I'd want to eat in his face. Um, but <laughs> I would probably leave a very bitter taste in your mouth. Um, but I do, yeah, I do enjoy decorating cakes um, with buttercream. Like I said, sort of my, it's sort of my paint I guess if, if you want to use that I, I will yeah. I will let you yeah. use it I will let you get <laughs> as artsy as you'd like here which I like and my favorite thing is definitely when someone tells me they have their idea but let me run with it as opposed to you know not so much the you know can you make me a Mickey Mouse cake that's right that's not your specialty that's not my specialty okay but continuing what we, on but what we are um, known for are our, our cakes, but also our cake truffles, um, which developed because um, when I was baking these cakes at home, and I would, you know, you have to cut off the tops sure. to Excess. make them even, and I was like, I should not be eating all this. So. Wait, are, wait, are we turning this into a sustainability conversation? This we, is so hilarious. It, it, it started out that way, and it's still somewhat that way, but, you know, at this point, we're making cake just to make them because it's very popular, the cake truffles. Very cool. That is how it started out, yeah. Okay, just to just to give the listeners again a, a small description of what a of what a, a cake truffle really looks like. Uh, it's um it's sort of the size of a golf ball. Would you say? Like yeah, maybe, maybe like a little, little bit larger. larger okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, in between a golf ball and a lacrosse ball. Okay. For all those <laughs> sports fans out there. Um, and it's cake and frosting mixed together, and then it's covered in chocolate and rolled in cookie crumbs. Now, is that white chocolate or dark chocolate? It depends chocolate? on the cake truffle. We do both. We okay. do white chocolate or dark depending on the cake, what I feel goes best with it. Okay. And there are vegan options, yep. gluten-free options as well? Correct. Okay. I'm just I'm just guessing if she's making sustainability cake, <laughs> cake, cake truffles, then she's got to have gluten-free, Yeah, we vegan. have gluten-free, we have vegan, but we have yet to do a gluten-free vegan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Once I have time, I'll work on it. Right, well, well, when you're going to do that, let me know. I'll come take photos of the lab, okay. you know, so that I know when that, when that crazy craziness is happening. Um, maybe is mentioning, uh, you, you said you spent some time at Nobu mm -hmm. previously. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't really plan to talk about it so much, but I, I would really love to hear just 
one or two instances, and I realize they may be very obvious, but for the audience, it could be interesting to hear big difference between working for a really highly touted established business like Nobu right. uh, and how that corporate life might have yeah. been more comfortable at times uh, versus this on your own like self-sustaining Jessica goes against world type of thing. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Um, that's exactly how she feels. For the, <laughs> she she kind of went inside of herself there. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, for one, the obvious thing is it's completely different. It's a completely different job, really. It's um, working at a restaurant. You're creating plated desserts, components, like at least you know four or five components to every dessert. Um, it's, it's aesthetically, you have to make it look good as well as, you know, all the combinations of flavors have to taste good together. Taste good, sure. Which, you know, I do in cakes and in cake truffles and some items, but it, but it's a definitely different um, type of work. Okay. So, I mean, I, I almost can say that now I'm a baker as opposed to a pastry chef. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, even though I like the name pastry chef better. I like the name baker, pastry chef, extraordinary <laughs> consultant. <laughs> okay. If you put consultant at the end at of the stuff. End of you sound yeah, you sound really good. You sound really good. <laughs> I'll try that. Um, well, there, so there's that, um, which is and is also a completely different um, energy. There's you have to be quick at at the time of plating is when you have to hurry, hurry, hurry. Execution, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's definitely a different energy. Um, but um, in a bakery, it's a lot more things. To be, you know, to be making a lot of different varieties and different techniques that you're using, um, just a lot more, um, I don't, a lot more overseeing because it's not you're not just doing just the, you know, the five items yeah, sure, on the menu sure. or whatever. You're doing all the, you're doing like a, at least forty different items that you have to make sure are consistent. Yeah. Um, you're a little more like a commissioned artist to continue using your uh, artist metaphor yeah. as opposed to, uh, you know, I want you to make only oil paintings on this particular canvas right. of nature scenes, uh, which would be similar to yeah. the, the Nobu situation. Yeah, but, um, but it's also, I you know now that I've done both, I can say it's much less stressful to work for someone else, even if your boss is not awesome. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, no, no illusion to what her boss was like at Nobu. Just <laughs> Depends for the on record. which boss you're talking. Um, <laughs> there were good and bad bosses at Nobu, apparently. <laughs> um, don't worry, they're probably not even there anymore. Um, but you know, being your own, being your own boss is definitely a lot more stressful. A lot more. Um, you know, your your boss is now all of the customers. Sometimes it's your employees. You know, it's it's not. That part of it is extremely stressful. Yeah, I, I guess maybe to draw an, an analogous type of thing to the big corporate world versus you know being an entrepreneur and out there in the startup land, which is kind of what I do by day. And this is more of a by night thing. Is I'm really sitting in between those two worlds. Uh, so I work for a large corporation and see the let's say the conveyor belt mentality but I also interface with a lot of startups and young entrepreneurs uh, and really see how hard they work and how hard it is and I, I feel very lucky to be in the position where I get to interface with both uh, and I really think it's a very unfair narrative that a lot of people and especially the startups tend to think that it's all bad within a big company 
um, because it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not all not. bad. It's right? definitely not. Can it's, teach you a lot of structure. I mean, you know, I, I think with with any job, you, there are times where you're tired of doing it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, there's no perfect job out there. Um, you know, you're not in the mood to do it, or you have you don't agree with someone that you work with. I mean, that can happen whether you own your own place or, or not, sure. or work for someone else. Um, sure. I mean, like, there's just no, there's nothing that's perfect, and you always think the other person has it better. And um, you know, it, there's definitely something very rewarding to having your own place, of course. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, but I'm I'm someone who unfortunately tends to always hold on to like the. The one in the, the one in a hundred who would say something negative, you know, I hold on to that. And I think most people, especially who are creative, do tend to do that. And instead of you know you the, the, the other ninety nine who are writing you great you know, Yelp reviews and stuff like that, it's, uh, that's that's I'm trying hard to hold on to those because I do yeah. appreciate those people. But but as someone who is you know who is in a creative field, it's it's very hard not to. You know, I, I I know that feeling too. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry, don't worry. There's only like seven people that might hear this unless <laughs> unless C C Coco Bakery has a lot of followers and maybe we get other people to tune mean, in. I don't, I don't I don't do the social media. But <laughs> uh, on the on the technology tip, yeah. right? So I, I I'm in the technology scene. What what systems do you guys use? You have for your point of sale system. Mm -hmm. We use Square for our point of sales. Um, uh, we yeah, we keep like what we sell on a regular basis every day stuff on one thing, and then we do our customized stuff on another. You know, keep track of that separately. Okay, of, it, like background like, Excel. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess we got QuickBooks. Yeah, it, QuickBooks. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> QuickBooks. In case you want to, really in case you want to sponsor, my uh, back there. in case you want to sponsor this uh, this blog, QuickBooks, we're making a plug for you right here, right now. This is Jessica Isaacs from Cocoa Bakery. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, we just upgraded. Um, for what about for calendaring? Like when someone has a request, mm -hmm. they email you. You take the email. Yes, and I have. We have someone who. Um, answers for all like standard or custom orders anything that's not in-house like ready to go um you can call us you can email us uh, on the website there's there's an oh, email address platform. not we're not there yet um, okay we, because things are so customized we don't want to you know it's not just a template that you could just you know i want this with this and that and we're very customized so you know people want yeah, if they want like a giraffe on their cake or something, oh my gosh. we need to know more about what what does this giraffe look yeah, like. Yeah, we're gonna need to have a call. Exactly. Conference call yeah. time. And sometimes it's you know, it goes on for three weeks, you know, this these calls. So it takes up a lot of time. So we do have someone who just deals with that. Okay, gotcha. And and for like what does your time scheduling look like? So let's say you have six cakes over a two-week period and 20 cake truffles uh how do you put this on a timeline and like work we, it out right? well the the standard stuff we just we make what we need and we go you know we go through we're going through it faster than we make more um the the cakes we set a certain amount like i said the space is an issue so it's sort depending on the size how much labor goes into it um and then we kind of figure out how many we can fit in a particular day Okay. So, um, you know, right now it's usually, I, I, it depends on, mostly on the labor, how many, whether this is true or not, but approximately like three customized cakes, maybe five standard cakes for one day during the weekend. What's um, the nicest thing you've read recently on a Yelp review or a Google review? We got a celebrity over here that, <laughs> that might want to throw something in. What's it? She, she, listens, she uh, looks at the Yelp reviews. I do. 
Oh, we had, we had a nice. No, we did get a really nice. One. We we had Hold a nice on. one where we're um, for a wedding. the wedding. Yeah, he he. We did his wedding cake, and um, he froze the top one to save it for a year later, oh, yeah, and that's then. Right. And then he wrote he wrote a nice Yelp review a year later saying that the cake still tastes still, still tasted, tasted like yesterday. Oh, okay, Listen, look, this guy's so poetic, <laughs> so poetic. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah, that's great. What I think uh, that's the that's the right and the left hand that's, that's leading the right, right and now. The, left hand the right and the left hand's leading right now. But we'll we'll get a photo of her. Uh, she she was she was making this some is not cake. Photo. <laughs> <laughs> She, she she seems to think that her appearance is not photo ready. Uh, and so uh, maybe to ask, what do you think, uh, let's say, baking unrelated, what is Jersey City, what would you love to see here? What's something that you'd say like, hey, Jersey oh City gosh. needs a... I know it's a little bit um, unplanned, but... Um, I, I mean, as someone who lives here, I just think more... I feel like a lot of the, the smaller stores are the little, like, gum. I don't want to call them bodegas, but like, you know, uh, produce little markets are, are yeah. closing, and I just, I, I, that's very upsetting to me because that's what we need more of. Not, not, you know, the the rents are going up so high that, um, I mean, like I, I don't want to misquote this, but I heard that a place that that was, um, it that was one of the establishments had they closed down, their lease was up, and then they were asking for like twenty two thousand in that spot, which is. It, that's New York prices, and nobody can afford that here. We're still, you know, in Jersey City's great. There's a lot of people here. You walk yeah. down Newark, you see a lot of people, but you can't. Make, there's nothing. But the that salaries, the salaries aren't reconciling the rent increases. Right. Yeah. It's just no. yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of uh, you know a lot of soda to sell or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, bananas or, yeah, or kale. You know, they're, they're I, I think that um, landlords need to, especially if you if you are a landlord that owns more than you know, one or two buildings, you need to understand that people that live there need certain things. They need amenities that they're going to be able to use and, sure. you know, to move in. And I, that's, you know, where I am now. I'm not sure that that's really understood. Being addressed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it's really unfortunate, but I, I guess outside of governing those, uh, those owners, uh, there, there's not so much that can be done because when the demand is high, and I believe the demand in this particular case is the inflow of people from Manhattan yeah. into Jersey City, because as you said, the commute is shorter from Jersey City than if you live in Upper East Side. Uh, I think if the demand is there and it's a free real estate market or a free open market, then yeah, demand and supply meet and the price equilibrium is set. And, yeah. and that really prices out, I think, a lot of the people that have lived I here I think for it a does, but I, there's still, even downtown, there's so many buildings still going up, and there's competition there. So, you know, if there's a landlord who's putting in great, great stores in the bottom of, the, of your building, as opposed to just doctor office after doctor office, I'm going to want to move to the other place, if I, you know? Yeah. Even if it's a couple hundred more. Where you have a little bit more access Absolutely. to that stuff. Yeah. So, Last thing, what's the best thing about Jersey City? What's the thing that you really wake up and you're like, man, I love this? Um, <laughs> or woman, I love this. I don't know how you say it. Uh, I just, I like being able to walk everywhere. I mean, that's... Walkability. That's really important to me. Anywhere I live, it's just, it's really important. And it's a nice walk anywhere down here, especially. I'm, I'm not that familiar with the rest of Jersey City, but downtown. Um, I know there's lots of other spots because... Downtown yeah. is getting overrun and um, you know, and a little too expensive. There are other areas that are really starting to boom now. Um, so I'm curious to see how how those 
areas work out um, and what they turn into, you know. Maybe that's my second location. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, on that note, I think maybe to give the, the contact information for this location. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave a uh, second location pending for the <laughs> yeah. time being. Uh, but contact information in case people want to put an uh, order in with you okay. or ask some more questions. Yeah. Our, our phone number is 201-830-3430. And you can email us at info at cocobakerycafe.com. Yeah. And they also have a website. Yes, we have a website, cocobakerycafe.com. Okay, yeah. So they got cappuccinos, macchiatos, uh, truffle cake balls, cake truffles, not cake balls, to be clear. They have cakes, unbelievable staff. Everyone here has been so kind and really welcoming. And uh, I can say it's been a a great experience for me as literally someone that lives across the street uh, to have found this place and uh, to come in and see what you guys are doing. And I I think it's really cool that you can see uh, what you had in mind, which was an open space that people felt free to come and kind of eat and enjoy and see what's going on and uh yeah really collaborative space i, I like it quite a lot so Great. congratulations on getting there thank you so uh, much. yeah so when when's the second place opening any idea um, you, you, you know we're the... talking to different different people different areas in talks in, yeah, talks in talks so yeah. to, to be continued <laughs> potentially when she yeah. opens a new place maybe she'll Something let me bigger, <laughs> maybe, maybe she lets me rep on the on the new spot yeah, yeah. Please. yeah absolutely okay so thank you very much for your time jessica thank you yeah, absolutely. We're happy that we got to do it. And you were, uh, you were a great test run. So let's close it out with a nice high five. Ouch. <laughs>